Coming up on the Bridge Round, Eve Halimi and Anam Lakhani, co-founders of Alinea Invest, join the show to talk about money, the challenges of managing it, especially out of college, and their founding journey to building and scaling Alinea. We look at their recent seed round that they announced, how they took Alinea to a point of profitability before going out to raise that capital, and then we look back at my time at Mint and we really dig into the segmentation. We had this idea of slackers versus trackers during that time and then how Gen Z actually compares to prior generations of money managers. And then we talk about ways to teach my kids how to be more financially literate and some of the resources that are out there to help with that. Rounding it out with their structure as co-CEOs, how Eve and Anam divide and conquer There is a lot in this episode, so much to learn from, especially as they've built a company early stage and taken that to profitability. Love what they're building. All right, without further ado, let's get into the show. Assassin's state of mind. Hustle, grind. See them dollar signs. Assassin's state of mind. Assassin's state of mind. Hustle, grind. See them dollar signs way above the bottom line. Assassin's state of mind. Hustle. See them dollar signs, assassin state of mind, assassin state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs way above the bottom line, assassin state of mind. They say money over everything, everything, Asian again. Shopping for a wedding ring, salary, startups, crypto, stock exchange. Appreciate every penny, pocket change. One phone call and your life can change. What's, your What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. It is your host, Justin Vandehey, here at The Bridge Round, where every week we have exceptional founders on the show talking about their journeys, building their companies, taking them from zero to one. This week on the show, two for one, we get like this is a special episode. Very excited about uh, having these founders in. Eve and Anam are the co founders of a company called Alinea. Uh, they're a fintech app offering AI powered wealth management aimed at Gen Z women, which I love the focus on that ICP, very narrow, very tight. But they announced an awesome round of financing this last week. So I had to have them on the show to talk about what they're building. Even and I'm welcome into the bridge round. Justin, thank you so much for having us here. We're really excited. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. We are excited to chat. So I uh, led with the the fundraising, which is massive. We were catching up a little bit about business building before we jumped on the show and noticed on the TechCrunch article, they they plugged your run rate, which was impressive because it took me almost like a decade to hit a million dollars in revenue. So I saw in the article, they mentioned 1.8 million. So first, I guess maybe we'll start before we get into the metrics. Like, I'd love to hear the founding story actually behind Alinea before we get into that, because it sounds like y'all have been on a tear. But what was the, the catalyst for the idea? Yeah, it's a, it's a great story, very classic to a lot of startups. Alinea started as a college class project. Eve and I uh, were both classmates at Barnard College, part of Columbia University. We were both studying economics, and we both decided to go off and intern on Wall Street and had very parallel experiences where we finally had some cash in our lives and we had no idea how to invest it or even where to start or what to do. And when we spoke to our friends, they were equally as lost and nervous. And we were just both so passionate about building a platform for people like us. And 
funny enough, we were randomly partnered together for this class project and we started talking about this and we started talking about it and we're still talking about it today, many years later. But really the original idea, the the 100 page business proposal we put together in class was about building a platform for the next generation to teach them about investing and, and having a place where they can invest. I had Guy Kawasaki on not too long ago and we were talking about the best companies are really built from people that want to see things exist for themselves at the end of the day, because he's advising Canva and others. And it's like, I feel like that's such an awesome place to start from, which is great. Again, I alluded to your run rate earlier, you know, that the idea of taking something that you know you wanted to exist in the world to actually getting to a place where it's generating meaningful revenue. And now it's at, you know, like 1.8 million run rate and operating profitably. Was that always a goal? Like, did you have a vision around just getting to that place? Or how did you think about sort of the early early phase of, of development and growth? No, not at all. We did not. It wasn't like, oh, we wrote this 100-page business plan and we got into YC and we're like, we're going to be profitable. Actually, I think we're very lucky because we got to see many business cycles happen and many market cycles in a very short span. So when we were launching Alinea, we were at like the height of the bubble. It was early 2021. Everyone was talking about retail investing. And in recent times, we've also seen a drastic fall. And the startup environment completely changed overnight. And we really had to think about what it would mean for us to build a long-term sustainable business that would last for a decade and longer. And, And that's when we really started thinking about, okay, how do we monetize a product like this in a very transparent and efficient way to our users? So the capital, obviously, that's a big infusion in. Where do you see that kind of fitting in to accelerate growth? Like, is it? Do you feel like it's going to be going more into the marketing side of things? Or how do you think about allocating and balancing resources with this next stage of a company's growth? So our North Star is and always has been our customers. We are customer obsessed at Alinea. And really the goal with this new round of funding is how do we continue to personalize the, the wealth management experience to continue to expand our market share? And really, our mission has always been for anyone who feels like investing isn't for them because of who they are, whether that's gender or if they're first gen student, how can we bring them to grow their wealth in the stock market? So that's really what this next round of funding will be used for. A lot of it is going into product development. So the business model, I know you've got a a price out of 120 bucks per year. I feel like when, when I was building Disco, it was literally like, in the wind, no clue how to price. <laughs> you know, we were testing a bunch of different things. It was just same, wanted to same hear. here, by the way. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, how did you land on the model, and and what was sort of the process that you went through to sort of solidify it? A/B tests. We did a ton of A/B testing. We we wanted to get to default to life as soon as possible, which is just operate profitably, be yeah. ramen profitable. And we, so we knew annual pricing, annual subscriptions was going to, to be a better business model for us to, to get there faster. We decided to start with $65 as an annual price and we tested 85 at the same time and then 120 and 120 just performed better in terms of a download per revenue per user. Shifting gears a little bit. So I, lo- I love the focus on your ICP, that idea of really tailoring this to the Gen Z experience. And I was at Intuit, I was working really closely with the Mint team 
which they recently ironically sunsetted and, and now part of Credit Karma, which is kind of a crazy transition now. And I know a lot of people are trying to figure out what do they do? That's probably a nice tailwind too. Like, what do they do next? And when we looked at the customer segmentation, we had sort of these two camps of users where they had, we call them slackers and trackers. So slackers were those that were sort of more passive about their finances and trackers were more sort of the the power users, daily active users. They would set up goals. They would actively sync and track. So curious to hear, how does this next generation, how does Gen Z compare to that segmentation? Yeah, definitely similarities. We have a cohort of users that are very active. They check the app every single day. We do something that brings them back as well. So we send them top three news of the day for our daily notifications based on their portfolio, which they love because they're getting educated at the same time and understanding what's happening to their portfolio. And so we have a huge cohort of users basically coming in every day, checking that and reinvesting or checking on their investments. And then we have a cohort of users who just set up recurring investments and come in once a month and just come in to check in on what's going on, but they prefer not to to look at the app as much. Okay. So I mentioned my kids are homesick this week, so they probably have plenty of opportunity to do education here. So this is more of a personal question. Yeah. Uh, I feel like when you have kids, and I'm trying to speak quietly because they're in the other room, but they just tend to sp- they spend all of your money uh, and want to spend money. So yeah. thinking through how to improve their financial literacy, I'm sure you both think a lot about this in terms of like how the next generation of consumers thinks about educating their kids or being around it. So as a parent, I need some ammo from you all. Like what are some creative ways that you've observed that I could help to reinforce those values with my own kids? And would Alinea do that for me? Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, like it's just getting them set up into an account where you're investing money for them every single month when they get the age of 18 and they can do it themselves. They'll have money basically invested and they'll understand the power of compounded interest. And so the the first thing I'm having, I'm doing when I'm having kids is I'm setting up an account for for them and putting money every month into the S&P 500 and into stocks so that they will see the, the wealth that it has grown to over the last 18 years. So I think that that's the most important thing to set up for them. And then simultaneously, it's taking investing one-on-one classes, which we offer on the Alinea app. It's learning about what's going on in the, the markets generally, right? The macro events that are happening that are affecting the stock prices of, of tech companies. And, and having that knowledge is so important for anything that you do. So teaching them young is, is very important. One of the features I thought was really cool was the idea of the playlist. Could you t- maybe talk about that a little bit more? Because I, in my mind, I have Spotify in my mind and just trying to think like, how does the feature work? Because I, th- I, I thought that that was a really, a really cool way to approach it. Yeah, playlists are, are they basically we, we redefine the name ETF as playlist. Mm-hmm. It was a way to explain to this generation what an ETF is. is a, it's a playlist for investing, but we take it a step further, right? We let you create your own playlist based on a theme or idea that you like. So Justin, if you want to create the Justin playlist or the Justin plan, you would go in and you would put your favorite stocks, your favorite ETFs, anything that you want there, allocate the weights and then have you can have up to 10,000 assets into that playlist and invest in just one click. Uh, the other great part is that a lot of community members are creating playlists and sharing them on the app. So you can kind of copy other people's playlists, edit them or invest in them. And there's a whole way of just uh, investing discovery done on the app. That's so cool. I think about like I sit down with my financial advisor and he just talks at me for like 
yes an hour and that it's so dry i have no idea what's in any of them i think the fact that you're making this more social and just driving engagement and making it more approachable is such a such a cool cool concept so you both are listed as co i know you both are co-ceos in this and again CEO job, there's no shortage of work that's ever done. So that's probably a great way to structure. But how do you think about dividing and conquering and divvying up the responsibilities? And then also, as you look forward, like, what does the team look like a year from from now? So even I, we've been working together for a very long time. I think we tested our co-working relationship in college as class partners, and it's really organically continued to flow since then. I think we both bring a very we share the same vision and we bring different skill sets to the table. I did a very traditional investment banking role after college. Eve went on to work for a late stage startup uh, under the CEO. So we both bring our backgrounds to the table and we've done a very, you know, precise job of dividing up the departments. I focus on compliance, customer experience, growth, and Eve focuses on fundraising, financials, and data. So yeah, we found we found this a great balance. And in terms of what the team will look like, we we definitely want to grow the team. There will be more engineers, but we're we want to keep it lean. But we think that a leaner team is always you move much faster and you do much more. So we definitely will be expanding, but not too fast. Do you think that that just looking at like the next generation of consumers? Do you feel like this is really related to the app behavior, but just in general, their spending activity? Like, do you have a sense of where we're trending there? Do you feel like is the, I don't know, maybe like it's probably balanced, but are they more conservative? What is the data? I guess, what does the data show or tell you for, you know, conversations that you've had with your users? That's a great question. Well, for one, they're much more likely to invest an income, uh, like a, an amount based on their income every single month or biweekly, mm. which is, I think, a, a trend that we're seeing that's very different from millennials is that they'll invest on a recurring basis. They'll set it up. 95% of our users are set up on a recurring investment on day zero. So they're they're investing every two weeks or every month into a portfolio and they, they'll invest a, a chunk of their income into that. And then they'll play around with other stocks and, and playlists, but they they're very active with their investments and they know to, that they need to start investing at a young age. Hmm. So they're way more responsible than I, I was through my 20s. That's what I'm taking. Also just investing more than saving. I think that yeah. that's, what, that's a trend we're seeing. And y'all are in such a cool position too to be, I mean, that data has got to be so valuable as you think about expanding into partnerships. I mean, that's such a that target segment. Not yet. Will be so increasingly valuable as you grow, grow your user base for sure. All right, I want to get you out of here on time. So rounding it out, I wanted to give you an opportunity just to say first, thank you for joining the show. But then, what's next for Alinea? And is is there anything else that you both wanted to plug? We're super excited about continuing to build this personalized wealth management experience for the next generation. So that's what we're focused on and what we'll be doing. Yeah, we're very excited to continue to grow. This will be a big growth year for Alinea. We're we're ready to bring on the next millions of users onto the Alinea app and and continue to personalize investing uh, services for this generation. Well, again, I'm super grateful uh, that you're making the time. I uh, love what y'all are building and uh, have to have you back on the show here as, uh, as you continue to, to grow the business. Thank you, Justin, for having us. All right, that is a wrap. 
Again, shout out to Eve and Anam and the entire team over at Alinea. Again, major congrats on the seed round, but also getting the company to profitability. That is no small feat and very cool to see them do that at such an early stage in building the company and excited to see where they take it. This week on the show, we've got a number of big things happening. We've got Super Bowl coming up. We also have the NBA All-Star Game coming up. And so with that, we have a very special guest coming on. Uh, he's an entrepreneur, actor, producer, former NBA All-Star. Not going to give it away. You're going to want to tune in to hear that. He's announcing something big in Indianapolis at All-Star Weekend. Appreciate y'all tuning in. <clears throat> Again, entrepreneurship is hard. It doesn't necessarily always need to be. We try to bring on founders that have done the thing, gone from zero to one. Don't take the hard road, take the bridge. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on the X or TikTok, wherever you spend your time learning about entrepreneurship. Appreciate everyone tuning in every week. Keep hustling, keep grinding, keep getting that money. See them dollar signs, hustle, grind. Stock exchange.